Hello everyone and welcome back to Coffee Science Guru. Still Sans Guru, unfortunately. Such a shame. Julian's a busy man. He's in high demand. He is a man in high demand. Yeah. Uh, rhymes. Uh, Does it rhyme? Does it rhyme? Move on. Anyway. <laughs> cut. You, you, you can cut that right. <laughs> I am your host, Josh Bowen, Barista and trainer right. and podcaster. And I am the science bit, Dr. Adam Carr. And then that is Dr. Adam Carr. Head of Coffee Science Education Centre, Josh's boss. Better get it right, Josh. <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't hear me say a bad thing about you, Adam. No, I don't know about that. For professionally. That's okay. Personally. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's move on. <laughs> uh, speaking of professional, uh, uh, that's a terrible segue. Anyway, health. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Looking after yourself is very important. Yeah. Uh, professionally personally um and we're here to be a one-stop coffee health aficionados yes and i think we probably should precurse this by whenever we give any kind of medical <laughs> advice i'm a doctor but not that kind yeah, of doctor yeah, yeah. so you know take it with a grain of salt doctor, i do do some research but i can't give you doctor yeah. with a phd yeah so if i say something that sounds like you're supposed to do this yeah. um don't do it yeah just, no. <laughs> just like you wouldn't ask a doctor of literature to diagnose your skin condition well yeah, you probably <laughs> probably or right. or WebMD. Oh, WebMD's all right, <laughs> but yeah, they always say consult your physician. Um, yeah, so we we already did an episode on health, but we actually had so much stuff that we didn't end up covering all of it on that episode. Right. So we're going to cover some of that stuff on this episode, and it's going to be part two. I have a feeling we're probably going to have to do a third one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. We'll see what we get through in this one, but I there's mean, more. There's more. There's always more, The Josh. beauty of science is that it's constantly testing itself. Otherwise, it, it it's is, not science. It is. And in fact, one of the papers we read was um, only published just last year in Australia, November 2018. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll talk about that, hopefully. Cool. Um, How much coffee is bad for you? Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you um, want? But yeah. Yeah. It's 10, by the way. <laughs> actually, I think it's more than that. I think 10 still actually 10 okay tw- for you. Tw- 10 in 24 hours? Oh, no, 10? that's a good question. 10 watts. Yeah. So, okay, let's just launch straight into it. Why not? Ten, ten mystery cups. Well, I mean, no. Look, so I think they said, yeah, ten cups. Ten cups of conventional filter coffee. Yeah. Um, so this is one of those studies that was done looking at whether coffee gives you cardiac arrhythmias or, um, well, let's just go with that. There's some other, I'm trying to remember what the other term is off the top of my head. But, yeah, basically, does coffee affect your heart? Because oftentimes you can drink coffee, you feel like you get a heart flutter and you're like, oh, my gosh, is coffee healing me? Or the caffeine in coffee, is yeah. it killing me? Is it um, stress? Is it stress? Probably stress. Mm. Definitely stress. Anxiety. Yeah, I can't diagnose everything. <laughs> but it's an interesting one. So, I mean, what they found is that generally they couldn't find any clinical evidence to suggest that seven to ten cups of coffee, let's just go ten cups of coffee, yep. doesn't seem to have any clinical evidence of cardiac arrhythmia or irregular heartbeats yep. um, based on that. So, they gave the double tick to that. But, I mean, the caveat does need to be said. Yeah. Now, it does need to be said that your, your ability to... Vary. Well, exactly. Yeah. Hugely. And yeah. actually, even if you've got a quite high caffeine tolerance, the time of day at which you drink caffeine has a significant impact. Yeah. So, if you're used to drinking 10 cups of coffee in the morning, but have never had a, cof- a cup of coffee in the afternoon, a bit, yeah. like, bit like me, yeah. um, you may find it has a very wildly different effect in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because uh, my, my short time at university, I, I did a, a course on drugs and biology mm. um and how taking a a quote-unquote drug not necessarily a, a legal one um could be pharmaceutical prescription yep. whatever yep. but how you take like where you take it how you take it 
what you're and with. your state of mind at the time mm. can all affect how you metabolize something. Yeah, absolutely. So if your morning ritual is getting up and making a cup of coffee and then drinking it, your body is kind of already preparing itself for that influx of caffeine. Right. Whereas if you go out and buy a cup of coffee, perhaps it tastes a little bit different. But right. You're not having those those triggers in your brain before, so your body can't kind of compensate. Well, it's the same as even the way your body even tastes things as well, right? Yeah. If you serve something in a certain color cup and you're used to having it that way, it tastes yeah. a certain way, yeah. you'll associate that. But if you have it in a different color cup, it can taste very different. So, yeah. for example, the color black increases perceived bitterness. Yeah, right. Or as oh, blue increases perceived caramels and sugars. Mm. Mm, it's interesting sort of contrasting colors. Mm. Um, but again, like, you know, the evidence for some of this thing about how your body processes it was all based on diuretic effect. Yeah. So coffee has been shown to have a diuretic effect as being a mild diuretic, but in people that don't regularly drink coffee. Yeah. Once you have a regular amount or you have your regular amount, they find that actually the diuretic nature tends to, well, it pretty much goes away. Yeah. Or at least in terms of getting rid of eliminating minerals. This was actually a study on calcium um, a little while ago. You know, does coffee stunt yeah. your growth by elimination of calcium? And they found that, yes, if you don't drink coffee much, not, not stunting your growth. <laughs> there was actually very little evidence for that, but calcium yeah. elimination tended to not be, elim- calcium tended to not be eliminated once you achieved your regular dose of coffee. Right. Well, probably the one that your body could maintain. Because your body loves to have homeostasis. Well, I guess so. I guess your body... Look, your body is a pretty amazing thing. Um, pretty amazing thing. It does bring up another question, though, right? If your body gets used to having that much caffeine and is able to process it rather effectively, does that mean you need more caffeine to get more of the benefits yeah. than you would regularly? I imagine you still get a therapeutic impact. You know, it still has a therapeutic impact, but yeah. is it minimized? Yeah, well, I mean, I I'd guess... probably say it would. I imagine based on other drug taking behaviors that that could be the case or at least like if you're if you're chasing a buzz perhaps maybe hmm. if you have two coffees every day then maybe that brings you back to normal yeah rather than giving you the buzz that it gave you when right. you first started having two instead of one yeah um, well you know that brings up the caffeine headache thing as well right mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah. when your body gets used to having it when you no longer have it it then withdraws or at least your body's preparing itself to have the caffeine but it doesn't get it yeah. so some of the probably the physiological effects your body's expecting and actually have so the headache I think that's the thing the yeah. caffeine headache is the thing yeah. um, from what we've found well from what I've read at least a lot of that headache so when you when you take caffeine it's a vasoconstrictor so basically that means that the blood vessels inside your head and every other part of your body also they constrict a little bit yeah um when you have a, a headache, that's often your blood vessels not being oh, right. contracted. It's actually vasodilation. So yeah. that's where you get huh. the throbbing feeling from. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if you don't have caffeine, when your body is expecting for a constriction to happen, you'll probably be your body... Um, this is my guess, by the way. Yeah. This is an extrapolation. Yeah. Your body is expecting to have vasoconstriction occur, therefore it starts dilating yeah. to account for it, to try and minimize the impact on, on, yeah. your, on your body. Therefore, you'll have... I guess more dilated blood vessels and regularly and therefore you'll experience a headache yeah yeah as someone who so is an addictive thing maybe I think it's your body's just expecting something doesn't get it and reacts accordingly yeah probably the same with food and stuff as well I yeah mean, right there's arguments about sugar being more of a drug or food or no look I mean everything let me, how you class it <laughs> well and that's the thing how you class one or the other right yeah I'd be surprised at classing I, I mean I don't know how it's classed actually it's a good question yeah I don't what class is something is a drug or not yeah because sugar, I mean, everything has an impact, right? Yeah. But, you know, sugars are kind of essential for function, whereas I think a lot of drugs, they're not essential for function, but they do impact your regular function. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway. That's maybe down going the, too far. Down the rabbit hole. Another rabbit hole. Always yeah. rabbit holes here on this podcast. Yeah. Well, you've done some research on um, coffee affecting your body 
in positive ways. Oh yeah, yeah. There are a few. Well, there are quite a few, right? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean Feeling the obvious. Good. Well, the thing is, I mean, caffeine. It's primarily it's a stimulant, right? So it's it's one of those things that it, you know it it impacts your entire body, right? So it impacts your cardio, vascular system it increases. You know, it affects your brain, mm-hmm. um, your nervous system function, your renal function. So that's your liver and you know waste function and actually fats and energy burning pathways as well. So it affects quite a lot. Um, that drug caffeine. Um, in terms of some benefits, I mean, I don't know if you had to list the top three. Um, I think in terms of the first one, you go straight to your brain because that's probably where it acts first. It actually, as most people understand, it's a stimulant, so it makes you feel more awake. But actually, it improves memory, fast memory recall. Yeah. So your response short-term time. Short-term memory. Yeah, absolutely. Well, short-term memory recall, but also the speed of response. Yeah, okay. Um, it increases that. There's definitely lots of clinical studies that show that. So does it make you smarter? That's a good question. I don't know. It does, does you know, speed of recall make you smarter? Some would yeah. argue it does. does it make you and if smart? you do, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it make you know more? I don't think so. No. Uh, it no, doesn't replace hard work, Josh. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> drinking, it doesn't teach you anything, but maybe your barista can. <laughs> That's right. So maybe there's some carry-on effect. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so I guess that's one thing. So does coffee make you more intelligent? Some would argue it does. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I'd say it probably <laughs> does. Um, so look, that's one thing. Um, there are a number of reasons for that. Um, if we keep on the brain, actually drinking three to five cups of coffee a day, I say drinking three to five cups, let's call it the American cups because the study, I believe, was done out of America. Yeah. Um, so at filter coffee concentrations, three to five cups a day can actually help reduce your risk of suffering or intensity of um, Alzheimer's disease and, oh gosh, what's the other one? Oh my gosh, well, I can't remember at the top of it. Dementia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Parkinson's. Ah. Motor neuron. Right. Degeneration. I mean, it, so it's, and that's partly, you know, there are a lot of reasons for it, but it's definitely been clinically shown um, that in large longitudinal studies, whether you believe the results of those longitudinal studies or not, certainly at-risk groups have a 65% reduced risk of suffering from those diseases yeah, or seems, intensity seems of suffering. seems like a pretty big... It is. I think it was done by hundreds of thousands of people, like you know, 300, 400,000 people um, across a range of different yeah, well. demographics. Um, so certainly that much coffee doesn't seem to be harmful from you based on what we said originally. You know, 10 yeah. cups seems to be maybe that limit. Yeah. Um, it certainly seems to be beneficial from a statistical point of view, so there's no... You certainly wouldn't be harmed, I don't think, from having three to five cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Unless you yourself are genetically incapable of processing caffeine. Yeah, assuming it's not affecting your yeah. sleep. Yeah, so, well, yeah, that So maybe too, not exactly sleeping right. is worse than the. Well, that's the, it. Some of the positives that you could get from drinking that much. So I think that's where the, the US Department of Defense study that we read um, yeah. that looked at when the best time to drink caffeine is, and they generally found about 10 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m., is when your body's best capable of processing it with, while minimizing yeah. the impact on sleep. So you can function very, very well throughout the entire day. Um, and night yeah, having that caffeine at that point in time yeah, which is kind of cool depending yeah. on when you wake up and yeah well yes yeah, exactly right so it's and genetic tolerance yeah, and if you're a baker and yeah. your 10am is 2 o'clock in yeah the morning. right I'm sure it even happens from before birth right so for example if your mother drank caffeine um, at a certain time of day generally your body mm. probably mm. and whether or not they she reduced or increased the amount of coffee <laughs> she was reducing during pregnancy I mean, yeah, it would probably have an impact on how you develop and yeah. yeah and your tolerance might be I don't know if it would be improved or lessened I and mean, that's the thing I can't again yeah. not a doctor yeah um, <laughs> but you know be interesting to sort of see that yeah um, yeah yeah I like to joke that my, my dad's a big coffee drinker but my mum can't have much mm. if at all without mm. staying up all night so mm. I've inherited I joke that I've inherited my, my dad's ability to drink coffee but my mum's ability to sleep so um. <laughs> that's why he came to work late. Mm. <laughs> i was not Make, late no no, no i know I, <laughs> no i was late actually oh dear anyway um 
Yeah, so I mean, like in terms of other benefits, I mean, one of the other ones that's probably, I don't know if it's noted as much, but coffee, so a couple of things. Coffee, caffeine specifically has been shown being an adenosine antagonist. Um, hold on, no, no, it's an antagonist yeah. of adenosine receptors. Could you oh, well, okay, focus yeah. in on that a little bit? Okay, well, maybe I'll focus on that, but I'll focus <laughs> on the effect. So coffee has been shown to change the burning, the energy burning or the energy product providing pathways. I'm trying to think of the precise term for it. I'm jet lagged, so, mm. you know, forgive me for saying some things that are a bit, I don't know spurious but um it has been shown that coffee or caffeine can help burn fats rather than sugars to provide energy yeah. so for example if you're going on going in a workout typically i think your body will selectively burn glucose and sugars um, before burning fats yeah coffee seems to trigger the reverse right so you'll selectively burn fats is that like ketosis is the other word for that i or thought ketosis like oh, fat is fat burning metabolism I thought ketosis had something to do with lactic acid. Either as a product of stuff happening in your muscles. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, not. Uh, I, I'm actually not familiar enough with that. I'm not uh, sure if coffee makes you more ketonic. Um, elevated levels of ketone bodies in the blood. Physiological ketosis is a normal response to low glucose availability. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's about. Well, the thing is, I don't think it's glucose availability because your body's burning fats rather than burning sugars. Glucose availability should be high. That said, if glucose availability is also a function of how your body can process glucose and your body's not capable of it because it's burning fats, maybe it would be. Yeah. So this is my analysis real time. I'm not sure which one's correct or not. More research required in terms of ketosis. But I do know <laughs> the other fact um, that does burn fats during exercise selectively rather than sugars. Yeah. How that affects diabetics is also another question that could raise. Mm. If you're not really burning sugars more effectively, what does that mean? You have a higher spike of it and you wouldn't normally have it and your body's got to process that some other way. Yeah. It's under stress. So that's a question I haven't seen answered in the literature, but doesn't mean it hasn't. Um, but yeah. I haven't read about it. But it's a question. Um, this research is leading to more questions than answers, Adam. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> it well, always does. That's well, the best thing. Welcome to science. That's the best thing about research. That's the thing. When I did my PhD. Sometimes you find things that you didn't want to find, but they end up being more valuable than... Well, the thing is, you learn a lot of stuff by doing this kind of research. But the nice thing is, you often you find, you know, you do realize, the more you know, the less you realize you actually know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always kind of fun. Well, that, that's been Or proven. defeating, depending it's on what kind of person. Too, yeah. The less people know, the more they think they know. Yeah, that's also true. The longest <laughs> thesis were written by people who actually had nothing to show. Um, we had a couple of them. <laughs> anyway, um, move on. We've been very sassy um, this... What? We've, we've been very sassy these last couple oh, of Oh, yeah, episodes. lashing out. Gosh. Yeah, it's not even uh, Friday. Well, it's Thursday. I think I sometimes I prefer Thursdays to Friday. Yeah. Let's say... Okay, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, um, next. Next, go. Next. Um, okay, so what did we talk about? We talked about fat burning. We talked about brains. We talked about... Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if this is actually related to health, but it's certainly a thing. If you are a professional athlete, and I'm sure many people that are listening to this podcast are, mm. do not have more than six double shots of espresso. In fact, better yet, don't have more than six cups of filtered coffee because the World Anti-Doping Association will catch you <laughs> and they will disqualify you. <laughs> that is the legal limit for caffeine content inside your body yeah. per kilogram. Well, that's that's for me. And I'm a relatively heavy individual. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but also different depending on what kind of sport you're... We talked about that crane before, didn't we? Uh, well, no, well, yeah. Okay, that, that would be for... Actually, I think most sports. Uh, certainly cycling. Yeah, okay. Certainly for cycling, you can't yeah. do that. Um, but, 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 if you were to have that same amount of coffee, in fact, if you were to increase to eight cups, again, you're, you're sort of breaching that limit that maybe you couldn't hold your coffee cup anymore. Yeah. Uh, having that much coffee. But if you have that and you eat some chippies, um, <laughs> some you carbs. know, fats and carbs, yeah. um, your body actually is 
it actually aids in the recovery of your body. So it actually facilitates glycogen resynthesis inside your in your muscles. Right. Okay. Um, which again is probably also aided in the fact that um, your body's burning fats and not sugar, so sugar availability is high, and your body's able to process that. So it can help you. I guess it just helps recovery. Is that why I always crave a certain fast food joint that is geographically close to where we are? After I've had like, is a it really, an acronym with three letters? A really early morning, and perhaps like, a, like. Stressful. Josh, I'm not a doctor or that, that kind just, of thing. Is but that just I, me I can my, conclusively say it absolutely shunt. does. It absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, that justifies 100%. My, justifies my <laughs> cravings, right. doesn't it? Oh, look, I mean, I, I, I don't even try and justify it anymore. I just go and, yeah. and enjoy. Yeah, there's no um, such thing as bad food. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Too much? <laughs> well, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, again, not a doctor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Clearly. We've got the title for the episode anyway. Uh, good, good, good. Health part two, not a doctor. <laughs> good. Really? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, a, doc- a, do- a doctor, but not a doctor. Well, a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. Yeah. Hey, look, I can read. I understand some bits. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There are plenty of other benefits in there. I mean, look, I've got a, a presentation on it. Feel free to shoot an email and ask a couple of questions. Um, we've done a few presentations on it. Probably should actually put out a research paper on it, actually, if could. Yeah. be interesting to do a release on that. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I've done a lot of work on it. I think we must have read about, I don't know, I mean, yeah, about 50 papers, 60 papers, yeah. which, mind you, in terms of a large research world, it's not all that many, but uh, yeah. enough information to sort of make some conclusions on. Yeah. You say we, which I appreciate, because oh. it makes it feel like we've we've all had a hand in this, but oh. you, you've read <laughs> the, uh, the royal we. we the royal we. It, hey, we look, I, I work at Seven Miles. I consider me as a part <laughs> of the company. I'm the greater good, Josh, the greater good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so drink coffee. Yes. For our benefit. It won't kill you. For your own benefit. <laughs> for the good of you and the entire nation, I'd say, For the say, benefit Josh. of the people who grow the coffee, who have the hardest part. Mm. And then that way we all feel better. Society will function better by drinking more coffee. Yeah. And I know saying that as a roaster, we stand to benefit. Yeah. But uh, I think the problem is the society as a whole will benefit. We're also one of several hundred, if not thousand, roasters in New South Wales alone. So, no, that's true. We'd be sharing the love. We're yes. not. We're not saying our coffee alone is the only good coffee for no. you. No, but, that, but do drink our coffee. Yeah, <laughs> Come. it's it's been roasted well. Yeah, well toasted. Yeah, actually, they did say that actually when we went to the um, Italian factory, they used toasted toasted coffee, is what they call it. Oh yeah, because tostada. Well, I guess that means to roast. Roasted, yeah. yeah, but yeah. they also the translation was toasted. <laughs> yeah, toasted, lightly toasted. Yeah, toasted coffee makes sense. It's okay. I guess truthfully, it is toasted. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess um, what defines toast yeah. versus roast. Podcast number seventy-eight. Yeah. Anyway, what are we up to now? Uh, seventeen. This episode might be a higher number. So about that order. Yeah. We're not at yeah. seventy-eight yet. Yeah. Okay. Not yet. If we did one one a week. Get there very I think quickly. if we start talking about toasters on an episode, we no, probably know we should stop the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, to summarize, <laughs> Superman does good. We roast coffee well. Coffee's good for you. <laughs> coffee is good for you. It's a drinker. And this has been an episode <laughs> of Coffee Science Guru. That's right. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Check us out on social media at Seven Miles Coffee Roasters, um, sevenmiles.com.au. Email us at podcast at sevenmiles.com.au there's no, po- there's no S in that podcast is there yeah no p-o-d-c-a-s-t at sevenmiles.com.au seven miles.com. seven s-e-v-e-n not the numeral yeah um 
And hey, maybe we'll answer your questions. Please send them live on the air. Woo. Um, oh yeah, good idea. We'll even shout you out by name if you want. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. If you want. <laughs> yeah. Unless you say. <laughs> put it in the comments. Yeah. You can always put it as signed anonymous. Long time listener, first time caller. Better how go. How much coffee should I drink? <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Au revoir. Au revoir.